1: The Apostle Paul wrote in Acts chapter 20, uh, he sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. And when they arrived, he said to them, guard yourself and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, be pastors or shepherds of the church of God. So the church is a flock, it's a family, it's a fellowship, and it's the body of Christ.
0: Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and Pastor Layton is continuing a message on the Great Commission as found in Matthew 28, but he starts us off in the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter.
1: These are activities that the Lord hates and you notice the last one, the one who causes division or dissension or discord among brothers. Recently we studied through 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the longest instruction in Scripture we have regarding communion. And you remember what Paul wrote? He says, often your meetings do more harm than good because I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. Divisions cause more harm than good. And some people have lived through church Divisions. And they carry deep scars as the result. And for people who love their church, a church division is like a family divorce. In fact, one of the metaphors that is used in the scriptures to describe the church is that we are a family. Which makes sense when we understand that we have been adopted by our heavenly father. That makes us brothers and sisters in Christ. We are family. The Apostle Peter wrote, you should be like one big, happy family. What kind of, ham- what kind of family? A happy, A happy family. I, I, when I walk in and I'm greeted by people and they're joy, joyous, I, I'm just so really glad I'm here. We should be like one big, happy family. How do we do that? Well, just keep reading. It'll give us the instructions. By being full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. The church is a family. And because every church and every family is made up of imperfect people, there are times we're not always happy with each other. But if we love each other as we've been called to love each other, then we can work through disappointments like a healthy, happy family. You see, some people think of church as being a business. And quite frankly, there are some churches out there that are more business than they are family. Even though the church has been called to be a family. And you know, if we're disappointed by a business, we can easily take our business elsewhere. But if we're disappointed by a member of the family, a child or a parent or someone else, well, it's not so easy to throw our family away. And if we see church as a business, then it's easy for us to move from one church to another church when we're disappointed. But if we see church as we should, as a family, then we endeavor to stay together and work things out like a family. In fact, the church is so much like a family that the apostle Paul wrote, a pastor must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his family, how can he take care of God's church? A person who cannot manage their own family well should not be in Put in charge of a church because the church is a family. There's another metaphor that's used in Scripture to describe the church, and that is that it is a flock, as in a flock of sheep. This is Jesus' favorite description of us. And by the way, it's not a compliment when he calls us sheep because sheep can't run, they can't hide, they can't fight. What are they when they're in the wild? their lunch or dinner. That's what they are. And they are totally dependent upon the care, guidance, protection of their shepherd. And so we're led by the good shepherd and by his under shepherds. When Jesus was restoring the apostle Peter, he asked, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord. And Jesus said, then take care of my sheep. A shepherd takes care of sheep. In the New Testament, the Greek word is poimen. And it's translated both shepherd and pastor. The same word is translated pastor and shepherd because a true pastor is a shepherd who leads and protects his sheep. The Apostle Paul wrote in Acts chapter 20, Uh, he sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. And when they arrived, he said to them, guard yourself and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers be pastors or shepherds of the church of God. So the church is a flock. It's a family. It's a fellowship. And it's the body of Christ. Now, why did Jesus form the church? The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3, his intent was that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. The manifold wisdom of God is made known through the work of the church and the ultimate expression of the wisdom of God is found in Christ Jesus. And that's why we describe our purpose as assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus. You see... If we love someone, then we're just naturally going to want to do things that please them. And we're going to not want to do things that displease them. And the desire is going to come from deep within us, from our heart, instead of something outside of us constraining us. And so our desire is that people will choose to live lives that are pleasing to God because they love God. It's not because they're trying to impress someone with how spiritual or righteous or religious they might think they are. And as people grow in their knowledge of Christ, their love for Christ grows. And the way people know grow in their knowledge of Christ is by reading and reflecting upon God's word. Because it's in God's word that Jesus is revealed to us. And so our, our job as a church is to assist people to know and therefore love And grow in their knowledge and their love of Christ. And that's why we are a Christ centered Bible teaching church assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus. Now, our plan is to come back to the Great Commandment when next we meet, but but let's let's move on for just a moment and look at the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Well, it's found at the end of the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew. It it was just before Jesus returned to heaven, and he came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That was the last thing that was recorded for us in the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew. The words of Jesus saying, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Do you want to know for sure that he's with you? Then do what he's called you and commissioned you to do. And if you're there, you can be assured that he's with you. Because he's promised. And he always keeps his promises. Amen? Now he says, all authority has been given to me. There is no higher authority than Jesus Christ. And if there's some other authority that is in conflict with what Jesus has called us to do, then God's authority must take priority. And this was tested in the very earliest days of the church in Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5. When the apostles were brought in before the civic and religious leaders and said, now you stop it. You stop talking about Jesus. We don't want to hear anything more about Jesus. And to that, Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. God's authority must always take priority. And he has called us and he has commissioned us to make disciples. Which then brings the question of what's a disciple? And simply put, a disciple is a follower of Jesus who models their thoughts and their actions after Christ Jesus. And so the Great Commission is a command to bring unbelievers to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And those who become disciples are themselves responsible to disciple. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? If so, then, you have a responsibility to disciple others. Disciples are called to disciple. This is the main verb Of this commandment. And the word that's used has a beautiful combination of meanings. It means to, it it describes those who place their trust in Christ Jesus and live their lives in continual learning and obedience. Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are truly disciples of mine. A person who is not Christ's disciple does not belong to him and is not saved. But when a person genuinely confesses Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are immediately saved, they are made a disciple, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. A true convert is someone who has accepted and submitted themselves to Jesus Christ to do whatever it is that he requires. And we are given a new nature that desires to obey and worship the Lord. And even when a believer is in a period of disobedience... And all of us are from time to time, even when a believer is in one of those periods of disobedience, they never are comfortable in that disobedience. If a person's not safe, they're comfortable being disobedient to God. But when a believer is in a period of disobedience, they're never comfortable continuing in disobedience to God because of the new nature that God has given them. So we love righteousness, we hate sin, even our own sin.
0: Pastor Leighton Sheely has been in the 28th chapter of the book of Matthew, dealing with the Great Commission, and he'll wrap this message up on Friday, tomorrow, as we come back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands... Go to their website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Maybe the new year is a time when you're reevaluating your service to the Lord and where you worship. We'd love to see you. You can find out all about the service times, which begin on Saturday evening. And go through Sunday morning, multiple services Sunday morning and another service on Sunday evening. Once more, those specifics are on the website. Plus information about all the ministries available for the entire family. Or give them a call at area code 650-873-4095. Join us tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God at this same time and study verse by verse.